And then a classic Joe moment where I wanted to see it so badly, I bought the whole season on, like, Amazon or whatever. And then a week later, it was like, no streaming on Max. Like, fuck, <laughs> god damn it. Oh, I bought the whole season. <laughs> yeah, you call it, and you say that you're not a hamster. I hate you. This is not making me happy. This is making me start my own podcast. There'll be no ukuleles. I mean, none of you. <laughs> and I'm going to record it on a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get paid for this Uh, (laughs) anymore. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, Rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Happy Together. Happy Together went 13 episodes with only one season on CBS. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called Pilot, originally airing October 1st, 2018. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Nick, Ferg, Joe, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? hey an inspiration to bland sitcoms everywhere. I don't let Joe off the hook, and I'm not letting you off the hook. Fuck you, Jay. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, you, Jay. This is the angriest I've been since the new girl, and this is no offense to Damon Wayans Jr., who I think is very I'm developing a trend, Joe. I think it's a, in the a, new girl yeah. to Damon Wayans Jr. No, but he's not even good in this. I like him. This is awful. What is the Dale Gribble quote? This is the feces when shame eats too much stupidity. This is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. If this was 28 minutes long, I would have quit the fucking podcast. This was an insane bullshit name drop fest that will never age. It's and it's also maybe possibly the worst backdoor pilot of a show we should have got that we didn't get we've ever seen. Because the show about the parents is fucking great. And all of this, ooh, Rihanna bullshit is a fucking nightmare. I don't like this timeline. I want to kill myself. I don't understand why you made me do this. I yes! hate it so fucking it, much. Joe. I don't drink when we do the podcast you. anymore. I walked in the humidity to buy beer because I had to talk about this fucking show. Holy shit, I'm so mad right now. If this was a, by the way, if this was a show, like a little behind the scenes, if this was a show we knew had a loyal fan base, we would have had to cut that entire rant. But I know Let's nobody's say, going man. like, ooh, Happy Together is my favorite show. So, like, we can leave that as is. But it but doesn't matter got- because this show got canceled after one season because of fucking course it did. It got canceled after one episode. I yeah. can't believe this is greenlit. So, in any event, uh, real quick, go to s21pod.com. Uh, that's where you can find all the links where you can listen to us, all our social medias, s21pod, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Talk to us, say hi, tell us the shows you want us to cover. Uh, with that being said, yeah, Happy Together. This was my pick. Um, the reason I picked it was I remember watching a handful of episodes when it was new. For whatever reason, it was just on and I caught it. And I don't know. I just I ended up watching a few episodes of it and thinking it was like a decent show. But like I didn't remember, you know, like one way. Or I didn't watch all 13 episodes or anything like that. Just kind of thinking outside the box of shows we could cover that none of you guys would pick or probably had seen. So I like kind of bringing things to you guys that, you know, maybe you guys hadn't watched before. Get back in the fucking box then. So, um, 
This but is yeah. no superior donuts, Jay. So is this the um is this the show that made Coach leave New Girl? No. Um no? Imagine, was, imagine if he left that quirky shit fest no, to do uh, this shitty it? shit fest. New Girl is great. I can't agree with you on that one, but I Joe like I, I mean, there is a trend there. It's the more pop culture the less Joe likes it. Joe said that before. Joe does hate any pop culture references in shows in general. And I'm not saying the show's good, but there's like a, it, it, I don't know. I mean, there's this show immediately there. gets aged. That's bad writing. You make everything of the exact moment that you're in, and then you only exist in that moment forever because they make so many of them that you're just stuck in it. It doesn't work that way. I mean, they probably knew this was not going to be a tense season. It's episode. fine. The bad so writing goes really well with the really bad acting. Ferg, was it um was it happy <laughs> endings? Because I think that's what happened was happy endings wasn't supposed to get renewed for a second season, or at least they didn't think so. And then he went to do New Girl, and then the show got re- picked up for another season unexpectedly. I think that was the show that it was. It's not fresh in my mind anymore because we did New Girl so long ago. But I think he left. He did the pilot for New Girl, left to do, the, I think, Happy Endings, like you said, then came back to New Girl, re-signed, and then it got picked up for another season, which is what you just said. So, after coming back, he left again. So, and to go over, Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave Happy Together a 53%, audience score 75%, and then the IMDb score is sitting at a 6.0. I don't believe that. One. That is insanely high, and I cannot believe any. So of those I'll numbers. say this, and I can't remember now. Again, we're gonna deep dive this pilot. We're gonna keep it for what it is, and I'm gonna be fair about reviewing it. Now I do remember watching other episodes and enjoying them. Looking at IMDb and then going to episodes and seeing kind of like the breakdown. The epi- this episode here is on an individual basis rated the lowest of all the episodes. So that could have had something no to do with it. Weird. I mean, that. I mean, you can only go up from this. <laughs> what is what is the rating right? now? I'm curious. So let me try to find the episode. Does it say how many people voted? No. No. Right. Not uh, maybe if I click and break down, but so like this one here, like pilot, right? Six point three. Next episodes, 7, 7.2, 7.5, 7.2, 7.5, 8, 7.7. So I think it looks like every episode after that was a little higher on an individual basis. I think maybe it just didn't find its footing episode one. And we're again, we're going to talk about this episode. But my memory of it was better than that of the pilot. Not to like show our hand too much, but we're going to go over it a little bit and we'll kind of go from there. I just say episode one made me feel like shit because a super young looking couple keeps getting called old. Yes, and we will talk about that as it goes on for sure. So yeah, I I don't know. So we've obviously learned Joe hates Damon Wayans Jr. And I love Damon Wayans Jr. This is just bad. He's just in a bunch of bad shows. Joe, you've only had a rant like that twice, and once we had to cut, <laughs> and both times it was a show with Damon Wayans Jr. in it. Okay, I'm sorry, but the new girl is a fucking awful show. It is a great show. Mm. I love New Girl. It's not an awful show. It's a fantastic show. It's very well reviewed. People love it. You just can't deal with uh, Joe can't deal with the modern world. Of yeah. modern world. Exactly it. Yeah. I can't stand ukulele bang girl fucking girl. 
where I spill paint on my coveralls. Like, that's a fucking whole show for half an hour. I can't. Throw me off the fucking bridge. You know what's funny, though? On an exterior basis, if 99% of people we surveyed, if we were to ask, like, who is most likely to like New Girl? You would think Joe, right? Like, because Joe has the most amount of quirks amongst the group. I don't know if that's necessarily true. No, you're quirky. You're pretty quirky. Joe, didn't you just tell us like an episode or two ago that like you went to the flea market and you bought a cassette of Simply the Best? Like, guess what? That's something that would happen on New Girl. No. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I mean, Jessica. It's Joe's struggle with not admitting that he's a, a hipster for this long <laughs> in his life. <laughs> and, and like. I've been that... like this since well before that term was used for anything except for Kramer on Seinfeld. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so Kramer you was not a it. hipster. They call him a hipster doofus like 50 times on that show. Oh, I'm going to go listen to my Tina Turner cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my we're just, new favorite thing. We're <laughs> You're concluding just, that Joe is just, just say, the just male Just say things version. Joe does in the new girl voice. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate all of you so much. The steam coming off of me right now. <laughs> So um, as far as Happy Together goes, by the way, the series, um, the premise of the show is kind of based on a real life situation where Harry Styles moved in with this this show's executive producer, uh, Ben Winston, and his wife. So like, this is basically- oh, this is birthed from fiction? Um, yeah. Non-fiction. 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 Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, saying, um, because, okay. <laughs> so that at least tracks a little bit because that was my biggest problem with this show was how fucking colossally stupid the actual plot was. And I said, this is so out of left field and it right. just does not make sense as a solid plot for an entire series to be based off of. It just was such a weird thing, weird way for them to go with it. So the fact that this actually happened is weirder, but at least it makes it make a little This is one more of those sense. things like it happened to him and he went, this is a sitcom. Like, what's going on right now? This is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I get that, but also bullshit on Harry Styles and bullshit on the premise of this show for being like, I'm gonna hide from all the paparazzi at my friend's house in Los Angeles. Like, no, go to Montana or something. Like, if you don't want the paparazzi following you and you want to hide somewhere, maybe don't be in Los Angeles. Right. And we don't know the facts of the real version of it, right? Harry Styles might have been just recording for a couple weeks and stayed at his friend's guest bungalow. You know what I mean? And, like, wasn't really, like, living in the house with him. So Sure, but yeah. bungalows are usually in Los Angeles. Like, you know, exactly. if you're going to hide from people yeah. seeing you, you don't go to one of the biggest entertainment meccas of the entire country. Right. So uh, let's dive in. So <laughs> the show opens with Jake and Claire, a young couple. And like I said, um, Jake's played by Damon Wayans Jr. Claire, Claire is played by Amber Stevens West. Amber Stevens West, thank you very much. She's she's in a bunch of things I've seen too. I can't remember like off the top of my head. I've seen she her in a ton of your face. I just I I couldn't name any. You know the greatest thing she's in? She is in Fast and Furious Three: Tokyo Drift. She is one of the cheerleaders when they race the kid from Home Improvement through the unbuilt. Uh, condo complex oh, and knock shit. it all down, which is to me the best credit and best scene you could possibly be in. She was the last, the last Fast and Furious movie I enjoyed. Ferg, you know where you know her from? That's like the worst Fast and Furious movie too. Get Ferg, she was in sixteen episodes, which I assume is every episode of Ghosted. Oh really? Oh, was she the tech girl? 
I think yes, I think she was. Now, oh, now that you okay. mention it, wow. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are somewhat new to us, Ghosted we covered a while back. Um, Fox show um, with Adam Scott and Craig Robinson that we didn't even know existed and <laughs> didn't last very long. But if you want to hear us cover that, that's available. But it's so funny. And then a classic Joe moment where I wanted to see it so badly. I bought the whole season on like Amazon or whatever. And then a week later, it was like, no streaming on Max. Like, fuck, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I bought the whole season. <laughs> yeah, you call it, and you say that you're not a hamster. <laughs> this is not making me happy. This is making me start my own podcast. There'll be no ukuleles. I mean, none of you. <laughs> and I'm going to record it on a cassette tape. <laughs> uh, I know this is going to be a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get paid for this uh, <laughs> <yeah>. anymore. <laughs> so yeah, so in any event, they're they're sitting in the uh, in their living room together, and they're just on the couch watching television. And whenever they're watching, the episode ends kind of on a cliffhanger. They both kind of agree they're going to watch the next episode, and then Jake's like, "Hey, how about instead of watching that, we do what we normally do on a Saturday night?" And Claire's like, "Unload the dishwasher," and Jake's trying to like. I don't know. He's like, he says, like, why would I use my sexy voice for that? He's like, I was talking about, you know, and bad impression on my part because I'm not doing any effort for it. But he sounded just like his dad in that moment. There's so many times where I just mm, see yeah. his father in him. He looks just like his dad. The fact yeah, that he, he looks a little like, too. Like, spitting image. And you get see, that. Um, now they're going to agree, like, yeah, let's go make Boom Boom upstairs. And as they're about to run up the steps. The next episode starts, and then they catch a glimpse of it, and they run back to the couch. Now, I, I disagree with Damon Wayans Jr., because I would totally say, let's unload the dishwasher. <sighs> if you get what I mean. You can go unload your dishwasher? Oh, I'll unload my dishwasher, all right. Is it dishwasher your nuts? <laughs> Put it back in <laughs> yes, the and pans. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, though. I mean, like, I get the whole thing of, like, we have a boring suburban life or whatever, but I've got a dishwasher. I live with my wife. There's no schedule for when you unload it. It's just when it gets full and you yeah, run it. when the it. sink no... fills up. That's when I yeah. Yeah. It's do like, dishes. Oh, it's right. yeah, Saturday, when you do dishes, time you do to unload dishes. the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. And this then, like, couple tends to schedule everything. I noticed that. Like, yes, they, they are very regimented. Of their lives. But they're trying, like, I don't know. Yeah, for whatever reason, they're not, they're about our age, I assume, right? And they assume, play yeah. so yeah. old. And even like when they go back to the television, like, oh, no, we better go do it now. Like now, like having sex is it's like obligation to them. So it, they're not it's not relatable in the way that, yes, we're getting older and stuff, but they play so much older than I feel like. What they year should. was this? Five years ago. Okay. So yeah, this shows five, only five years old. Yeah. I think less than that. 2018. So. Jesus, yeah, so he was 35 at the time. Yeah. yeah, so he's a little younger than we are now. I wish this show got COVID. <laughs> when they start kissing, um, he stops because he's like, I'm going to go and have a piece of that garlic bread so it's just not on your breath. It's like, what? I was, why was she not offended by that? Like, I get that she might acknowledge she might actually have garlic breath, but to be like, hey, what the fuck? Also, like, every human being in the world has, like, had fun time. 
after eating without brushing their teeth. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then she's like, maybe eat a deviled egg, too. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, the, what are we doing Because my mouth also smells like farts. <laughs> like, eggs <laughs> and mustard. Who wants some I, of that? I was fine with garlic breath when she said eggs <laughs> Really gross though. <laughs> like, if this was a real farts. show, she would be like, I suck your fucking dick. Do my breath is gonna smell like after I suck your dick in five minutes? And uh, that dude would have to be like, I can't say anything back to this right did now. Did you just Eggs. say if this was a real show, she'd it, say that? Because what real was, show yeah, what is did this? that come from? If it was real people, I mean, oh, like, yeah, it'd be oh, so okay. offensive. Well, that, make, that makes more sense. <laughs> I want to be a real boy. But, like, if it was a real couple, and he said that to her and that, she's like, you know, my breath doesn't always smell that great either. You know why? Come. That's not the best thing either. <laughs> so fucking but then it's just going to smell like dick and eggs. I would green light that show. <laughs> <laughs> smell like dick and eggs. <laughs> It's a new Frasier theme. Coming up on the WB, <laughs> Dick and Eggs. Like, oh, fuck, I'll, I'll watch it, I guess. And I can't make out right now because my breath smells like just Dick and Eggs. <laughs> I was thinking of more of a guy named Dick living with the chicken that just shat eggs. <laughs> you, ha- you, you, know, you had the joke and you made it more complicated. <laughs> you got the laugh. Why the, why Take the win. Gordo, you, you flew through too close <laughs> to the sun again. You dickerist as usual. <laughs> You just said a guy named Dick who lived with a chicken. We all would have laughed and let you have it. <laughs> what chicken shit eggs? That's, That's not, not how this works. No. They lay eggs. Yeah. I mean, it all comes from the butt. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you need to go back to health class? I don't think you went to health class. I think it was done. I think it was gone before then. <laughs> They didn't teach you about chicken genitalia, did they? Gordo, do you think that mommies poop out babies? <laughs> no. Is your mommy the colonel? Like, what happened here? <laughs> oh, no. This, this is a weird episode. This episode um, is so off the rails. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a wild one. Yeah, because we don't want to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so, when Jake goes to eat some garlic bread to make the makeout session even grosser, Claire's still watching the TV, and that's when she sees that they're talking about one of his clients on a late night show. And they cut to what's on TV, like on the screen, and we see James Corden doing a monologue where he announces that Australian platinum recording artist Cooper James split up with his movie star girlfriend, Sierra Quinn. And you even see like the Cobra Kai. Yes, yes. Uh, Peyton List is her name, right? Yes. She's uh, known for. That is her. Okay, I was wondering. She's the second person in a row who was in the weird remake of Valley Girl. I had no idea existed until somebody from one of the episodes is in it. I didn't know that existed until I was gonna say, just I just now found out it existed it. now. Yeah. <laughs> I said it on an episode like two weeks ago. He did, oh. yeah. Well, and, uh, wow, you guys have been friends for 30 years and nobody listens to me. <laughs> You're too quirky. I can't listen to you. <laughs> hey, you know who else would watch the remake of Valley I'm going to kick every one of you. And she asked Jake if he's worried about it, but like, he's like, no, he's like, I'm only his accountant. And then he tells Alexa to play Jake's new sex mix. And instead of plays BBC news at six, I did laugh at this. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That's the one relatable thing in the whole episode. Cause right. That's Alexa at least relatable. Always wrong. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, while there's that awkward scene of just, um, Alexa playing the news, <laughs> the door, the news, like, this show is so, like, bouncy, bouncy, airy, airy, laughy, 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 and the news story is just, like, 
the mother or the child escaping from the rebels who raped and murdered her mother. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah, what the that's... fuck? Well, yeah, it needed to be like that. But if it could have been BBC News at 6, be like, and then they fixed the clock at Big Ben today. Like, that would have worked. It didn't have to be a raping of a mother and no, a murder. I, I thought it, today I thought, we debut our first no. female doctor in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, anything anything British news. So the doorbell starts ringing, and, well, what do you know? It's Cooper James, Australian platinum megastar. And he tells Jake that he needs him to um, give him a, he needs, like, a favor from him, and that it's an emergency. And he says, ever since the breakup, the paparazzi hasn't left him alone. So he's trying to think of, like, who's an ordinary guy with an ordinary life in a totally ordinary place that he can crash with. And uh, the couple are a little thrown off by all this. And uh, Cooper asks if he's been interrupting anything. And they tell him, like, no, we're just watching TV, having a little Chex Mix. And that's when Alexis starts up again and says, playing Jake's Sex Mix, which... Again, I, found, I laughed at this. I, I thought I this was really funny. funny. Yeah, I did laugh. The writing for this line and joke was good. I'll, I'll and, give them uh, that. That's funny. And it started in first song on his uh, sex mix is Pony by Genuine, which I think is a great song to start your sex mix. I had no idea what that song was. Really? really? He performed on Parks and Rec. He played, um, he was, um, uh, what's the face's uh, cousin? Why am I oh, forgetting yeah, her name? Donna. Um, Donna, yeah. Donna's, Donna's cousin. cousin. Uh, a little Sebastian's uh, big thing. Oh, okay. I vaguely remember that, yeah. How do you not remember it from life? Uh, just that song was very popular, too. That song was super popular. I don't remember that song. I don't know that song at all. Joe, what would be the first song on your sex mix? Uh, the song I would pick uh, first on my list would probably be The Fat Boys Are Back. Oh, my sex song is The Fat Boys! <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a rap song. I can't think. I don't listen to rap music. I have like five. I listen to the Fat I'll Boys. This, I listen to Warren Joe, G, I you guess. You think we don't listen to you? You just said the first song on your sex mix would be a Fat Boy song. You have gone on record saying that your wife hates when you do the Fat Boys noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if I crawled on top of her and I was like. <laughs> 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 she would hate it so much. Beatbox. <laughs> she needs to be reminded of who she's married to. That's Joe's version of the rodeo. <laughs> but then I just do all the Freddy Krueger uh, voiceover parts too from the Fat Boy song. <laughs> Who were those guys? Well, that's from Dawkins Dream Warriors. I was gonna say Dawkins Dream Warriors makes more sense. It'd probably be an '80s hair metal song. And I like, um, I do like when that song was playing. By the way, they just like let it run for a bit, like, and it's just silence, and they just kind of like you get a lot of that music. It makes it really awkward, which I thought was funny. Yeah, but you know what? There's strike too. There's no theme song. Right, we get the True. title screen right from there, actually, and it's just like a quick name of the show pops up. We've had that debate a million times, like, what's best for a show? Uh, is this the kind of show that like, would benefit from having a sitcom intro? Yeah, it should have been Happy Together. It would have been Yeah, I mean, song, you yes. could have done the Turtle song. It would make yeah. sense. But I do think that if you have your first episode start with a joke before the um, song plays, where you're, like, binge-watching something... And then you go into a show that has no intro. That's like gold for being a binge watcher because you don't have to hit the skip play button or skip intro button. So I thought that was kind of like maybe they expect a show like this to be binge watched. You don't have to worry about a, a theme song. Or yeah. you pick a good enough song that you don't want to skip the intro. It's tough though, even when it's songs I like. If you're yeah, gonna I mean binge, you can like a song. I mean, we talked the other day about how good the song is from Growing Pains, but if you watch ten episodes of Growing Pains, you're gonna watch that song maybe twice. I listened to that theme song about ten times the other night, so you're wrong. <laughs> Just at home. 
<laughs> Listen to all different versions of the disco mix, everything you can find. For those of you who haven't listened last week, we covered Growing Pains. Uh, Growing Pains, I'd advise you to go and give that episode a listen. And then, uh, yeah, from there we get to the next scene. It's it's the following morning and the couple are talking in the kitchen. And Jake's telling Claire how he just talked to Cooper's manager and he thinks that this is all going to blow off in a couple weeks. And Claire's like saying to Jake that, they're not cool enough to host him for that long. And I was like, what a weird concern to have. <laughs> like, he's like, Hey, is it cool if I stay here? And she's like, we're not cool enough for this. I don't know. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. That sounds yeah, like, like we're not cool Joe enough. Let me say. just check your phone and look at all your messages real quick, which is yeah, also that was not an evasion, a cool But move. they're just being yeah. self-conscious about it because I mean, he's super famous. It's because they're so old. <laughs> this yeah. is well, Joe, you mentioned earlier the Rihanna reference. Cause she grabs the phone and she's going over like all the things in his upcoming, like in his calendar and like the studio session with Rihanna and things of that ma- nature are all like on the calendar and they're just not that couple, right? They live a different life. They live a more ordinary life. Jake reminds Claire that his nickname in college was Dr. Dunk and that she <laughs> once got pulled up on stage by <laughs> Sir Dave Matthews. <laughs> Dr. Dunk is fantastic. Yeah. Has Dave Matthews been knighted? I can't imagine. Isn't he? He's can you make someone not- like from? Is isn't he from the U.S.? Yeah, I yes. think you have to to be to be like an OBE or whatever it is or knighted. I think you have to be a born in Britain person. No, no, no. For oh. you to use the title, sir, you have to be born in Britain. But you could be knighted as an American. Oh, interesting. Like I think yeah. a lot of presidents are knighted, and whatnot is like a show. But like they can't go by sir, you know, whatever. I one time broke a jukebox, like destroyed a jukebox at a bar because of Dave Matthews by accident. <laughs> I'm sure Dave Matthews has that effect on a lot of people. Yeah, so if we were playing a show and I had like been increasingly drinking and I just kept playing Crash Into Me on the jukebox at this like punk <laughs> show. People were just like, what the fuck? Why does it keep happening? You put like $15 into a jukebox and just keep playing it. So as the night goes on, I decided to go do it again and I, people are trying to stop me from doing it. And I got, like, picked up and thrown into the jukebox. And the whole thing was just, like, crack. And we all just looked at it and, like, ran away. And ten minutes later, you see, like, the owner of the bar and the the uh, bartender behind it trying to, like, figure out what was going wrong. And was like, I, because of Dave Matthews, there's no more music happening. I'll say this. One thing I don't like about the new touch tune system, like, all these digital jukeboxes that exist, is that the owners have right to just... Skip the song if they don't want to hear it. Jay's so salty. It's happened. Jay has brought this up so many times. And it's just because of one restaurant that consistently skipped his song. What was the song you were playing that got skipped, though? That's I I don't even remember. It wasn't anything like prank like. It was a song I just wanted to listen to. And my thing is, there should at least be a feature on the app where if there's like some sort of an override skip by like the establishment, you should be credited with your coins back. Yeah, you should get your money I back agree. for that, for sure. If I'm paying money, True. like that's the, th- that's the thing about the, this is why it bothers me. It's not just like, you didn't play my song. I paid money for it, you know? So if you're going to skip the track that I paid for, then I should be reimbursed. That's why I prefer if you go to a place, like we were at a bar once in Canada, and they literally the entire night were just like, we put on VH1 Classic. And like played music videos on all the TVs and the music, and you were like, "That's fine," because nobody has a choice, and it's all going to be like bar fine music or whatever. Popular enough songs. So that's we've right. talked about this before. Like, there's an MTV classic now, and a lot of times at work, like early in the morning, sometimes someone will just put that on because it's like whatever. 
even if it's not your style of music, it's a song that like most people will recognize and can just kind of leave on in the, its background yeah, like, noise. No one's gonna complain about it. Yep. All right, to borrow one from Gordo, what's everyone here's go-to jukebox song? The first song you'd play on a jukebox. Ooh, it. That's a toughie. It really varies for me now. It depends that, on what's on it. Are we talking about a touch? Tune we're talking or? about a touch tune where you can pick anything. How about that? Okay. Touch tune era. I'm. Uh, it's like so weird to me. Like I always read the room. Like I don't have a go to song to like answer quickly. I don't have a go to song, but I definitely read the room sometimes, and I try to not deliberately play a song that I know is gonna like lose the room. If, if I'm like, okay, it's this kind of bar. Like I'll play a song that I like, but like most people will be okay with. See, I'm the I feel the same way. I try to play like a popular hit, but one that I don't dislike or something. Like Huey Lewis in the News or something would probably be the first. Even if I play like a weird band that like I know most of them don't know, I'll maybe like say it's a band like like a Dance Gavin Dance, a band I like. I'll play a track that I think is a little bit more radio friendly from them than like a maybe like a little bit of a deep cut track that maybe half the bar would just hate and walk out of the bar. I remember when I was uh, frequenting my dart spot uh, back in the day. Uh, back in the day, it was like a year ago. But um, this dude, he was like kind of new to the area, and he was hanging out uh, on like the the side that we would all play darts on. And you know, the night goes on, and we noticed Tiny Tim keeps getting played on the jukebox. <laughs> like, and <laughs> exactly, yes. And it turns out that it was this new dude who was hanging around and like the room turned on him quickly because he admitted <laughs> to playing it too which was probably his first oh, mistake. you never admit it <laughs> and, yeah, and it no. kind of was like it was kind of like after the tiny tim people just were like okay now you don't make as much sense you're kind of weird and the room turned on him big time <laughs> just because he played time uh tiny tim but uh yeah no just uh the jukebox can go south real quick does he still hang out there? Because I want to pick Tiny Tim now to get him in trouble. <laughs> He's like, well, me, I learned. I learned my lesson. We used to go to a pool hall, a lot of us, when we were younger. We put the Grease Mega Mix on for like five songs in a row <laughs> and then just play pool and watch people at the bar get more and more aggravated. That's after it ended for seven minutes. You hear again, it's like Grease Lightning. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> did that same, was that the same? Did they also have the Titanic theme? Did, I, I was going like to say, I remember us. Yeah, we definitely like, did That's that. my go-to is the Titanic theme. Yeah. You know, what bar we go to. But I feel like we also, for a while, were playing the Titanic theme, but the one that's on pan flute only. So there's no lyrics. I remember that one because that was the CD they sold at the mall at the time. It was like a really big deal. Pan flutes had like a minute. They're really popular. And for some reason, that Celine Dion song was like the go-to pan flute song. You know what? Another one is good is to play on repeat Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. No, that's Again, another like 19-minute song. song. Yeah. A great well, song, but way too fucking it long. Is, that's yeah, that's but best bang for your buck on the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you feel like you'd be there for a few beers, put that song on. Or Freebird, like anything that lasts like longer than six minutes. I feel like those jukeboxes should be obliged to have radio edit. Like, so an old jukebox would have been on a 45, right? So you get five minutes ostensibly per side. You should only be allowed to play that long of a song on the digital touch tunes jukeboxes as well. It's just rude to play anything longer. You know what I mean? And if you want to play Paradise by the Dashboard Light, there's got to be a single edit of it. That maybe eliminates the two minutes of baseball narration that we don't need in that no, song. No, that's the best part. You take that out, I'm playing the song three times. 
Yeah, right. To be fair, I prefer to hear the song three times than once with the <laughs> he's rounding second and he's going as a ground ball. Like, I don't want to fucking hear Stop that. Ever again. <laughs> so to reel all this back in, uh, as they're talking, Jake's telling his wife that, you know, the key to handling famous people is to not try that hard. And then as he's saying that, Cooper enters the room and Jake awkwardly shouts like Cooperger and starts like shimming his arms around. Like, it was very the, coach of him. Yeah, it's very, very awkward as well. And Cooper apologizes because he didn't um, bring any clothes with him. So he had to borrow clothes from Jake's closet. And they are very clearly Claire's clothes. And the audience starts laughing, like, before that's even revealed, because, like, it's visually very obvious. And then Claire does mention that they're hers and how they look amazing on him. I mean, the guy they got to play this... um, the character of Cooper. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. I, I thought say, he like, did too. Him being, especially where it's like, you, you could, it's like, he's supposed to be like a Harry Styles type, obviously. Seems um Felix Mallard. Yeah, I think he was like a really good casting choice for this role. And, as far as, for what it's worth, he did look pretty good in Claire's clothes. <laughs> they fit him very well. Yes. So, I don't like a French tuck, though, I will say. What's a French tuck? It's where you tuck in just the front of the shirt and the back hangs out. It's where you hide your wee wee. (laughs) (laughs) Well. So, uh. (laughs) Cooper. Cooper. I'm covering this episode. This is going to go fucking nowhere for two more hours. Jesus Christ. So then, uh, Cooper asks if he can hang out with them for the day. He's been, like, enjoying, like, kind of this more simple style of life. He notes that, like, the kitchen has the large sign that says eat <laughs> because he's like, that's literally what you guys do here. Hmm. And Jake very proudly tells him that he bought that at Costco. So now Jake and Cooper both sit down at the table and Cooper tells him how this is reminding him of how life used to be before he was, like, more famous living with his parents, which the two both took exception to because they aren't that much older than him. Jake, who's still, like, desperately trying to be cool for Cooper, asks him if he wants to goose some strew. Is that what he was saying? I, I believe it's. I didn't out. really know what he was saying either. He was trying to be cool, and he was like, "Want to goose some strew?" Oh, goo! Because it's the the oh, frosting pack. Oh, goo! Goose some strew. Okay. Oh. goose like take. What does oh. that mean? Goo? Take and it's no. a strudel. So we want to no, goose no. some strew. Could you as do it? Do you want to take a strudel? I don't know. Ferg has a valid point here. It could be goose. It could when be. Did, goo. When did goose mean take ever? When you grab a butt. <laughs> it's called goosing someone. You grab a strudel. I think I Ferg's know. answer is like compa- the stupidest, and this show is the stupidest. So I'm going with Ferg's answer. There's no offense yeah. to you, Ferg. I'm just saying like that is the <laughs> stupidest way they would use this on a show. But realistically, but- he's just offering him a pastry. And then Cooper takes a bite and then rushes into the living room to ask Claire what it is. He says it's the best thing he's ever had. And she tells him that it's a toaster strudel. And at this moment, I realize that he's doing an impression of Rob Lowe in Parks and Rec. If you watch this episode well, again and so think of clean. him doing that. It's like when he eats the burger. Yeah, but he's like, literally, this is he the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my entire yeah. life. It's just yeah. Rob Lowe and Parks and Rec. And he, he tells her that he, you know, she has to give him the recipe. And she says, oh, it's easy. You just put it in the toaster and hit down. And I thought that joke was very forced because he asked for a recipe. And I understand, like, that you're going for a joke here. But, like, just say it's from the frozen section. That You could have made a joke around that. Um, hit down doesn't work. Yeah, when you say what's the recipe, yeah, hit down you was say a weird way to go about hit it. down. That's not a recipe. So I don't know. I, I didn't. 
I thought that one was a little forced. I think these things kind of work on like a jokes per minute thing, and they're trying to just sneak jokes in sometimes. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Anthony Jeselnik once talked about how when he had a job writing for David Letterman or one of those late night shows, that literally your day's quota was you came in, there was every newspaper from around the country on the table, and you each wrote a hundred jokes based on what happened in the news, and then you got to go home. Like, so didn't have to all be good, but you had to put effort in to write like a hundred jokes and he would use like 10 of them, right? With like these three writers. That's what the writing for this feels like, where they just had to be like, how many jokes can we write? But then nobody edited out the ones that don't work. And they all made it into this 22 minutes. Yeah, feels like it. <laughs> and if that's not the case, I shuddered to think of the ones that got cut. So now I'll say <laughs> this to get into Toast of Strudel real quick. They're fine. But I don't, I never, like, I think I bought them uh, once. Pop-Tarts all day, ago. baby. Fuck but yeah, Pop-Tarts for the win. But Strawberry do, you guys, do you guys toast your Pop-Tarts? No. I didn't when I used to be able to eat them. Yeah, I always eat them cold. Or I always eat them cold. Anyway. Anyway. So if yes. it's brown cinnamon sugar, like the, you know, the normal Pop-Tarts, I'll eat it cold. But if it's like a s'mores one or like those, all those dessert ones, you toast those, delicious. No, the s'mores one. You, uh, okay. I mean, the s'mores one is good either. So it's not way. that you don't like toaster strudels; is you don't like the work involved with the toaster strudel. No, I, no I'm not I trying. To I mean, to be fair, strudel. why should I have to put the goo on? Well, you have to cook it too. You can't eat a cold toaster strudel. Right, that's no. too much work. But but a pop tart, a a, like, pop tart's like a good work <laughs> snack, right? Like they're just with you in your bag. You can pull them out and eat them. That's why you ate them though. Like yeah, pop tart like out of the vending machine is like. A buck for a two pack, like it's like right. filling enough. Like it's a snack so, and a meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to be weird, and I'm not going to out the person, but we went to high school with somebody who every day at lunch would the get chips, pop tarts yeah. and chips blue and ranch Gross. Doritos. Oh, no, 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 no. The filling. It was, the, it was the cheddar ruffles. I was cheddar ruffles, and she and would scoop the filling in. out yeah. of the Doritos, uh, yeah. out of the thing with the ruffles. I forgot about that. Gross. Now, I didn't because as... it haunts my dreams. Twenty years. I brought later. that up recently too, actually. Yeah, it's stuck forever. The toaster strudel. Do you guys remember the breakfast ones? The eggs in them? Yeah. Yeah. You used to have like the breakfast strudels or whatever. You really can't eat those ones cold. (laughs) Those those were good. I think those are like, I think those have been discontinued for 30 years, but those were good. Can't goo those though. So um, as they continue to talk, we find out Claire is coordinating her and Jake's calendars. And um, also that she designs restaurants for a living. And the most recent one she did was called like Le Dajon Bleu. And he's like, (laughs) I might have said it wrong, but for the sake of argument, it sounds right. And he's like amazed. He's like, that's my favorite restaurant. I go whenever I'm in Morocco. And she's like, no, I designed the one that's at the Best Buy Mall. And he's like, oh, well, I'll try it out one day. Jay, you're what the French call Les Incompetences. Yeah, Home Alone reference. I'm glad. I was like, Ferg will know what I'm talking about. Home Alone 2. One. Was it? I No, 2 is when it's they went when to he won't. It's when he won't pack his suitcase, and that's when the sister says it to him. Oh. Yeah, that's idiot. Weird. All right. Well, I assume yeah. the second one is when they went to Paris. <laughs> no, they go to Paris in the first one. First they end one. up in Florida in the second wow, one. Wow, Jay, have you even oh. seen Home Alone? Yeah, I know, Jay. And they end up You're at right. the shitty strip mall because that's where Uncle Frank went on his honeymoon. And the, the like, weird Christmas. joke that you get yeah. as a, an adult is that Uncle Frank sucks right. and palm- their honeymoon sucked too. The palm tree on Christmas thing. No, no, I Look what you, know. you okay. did, you little jerk. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> while he's looking down at her calendar, he sees something listed as Saturday night coursework. 
And as he's asking about it, Jake happens to walk in the room and explains that course is short for intercourse. And they write that because his assistant has access to the calendar. And the reason is they have to list it to make sure that they never go like more than a week without having sex. The issue I have with this is I've got a work calendar and a regular calendar. And like to me, never the two shall meet. I just assume I'm working my work schedule, whatever that's going to be. And if something's going to overlap, I'd put it onto my regular schedule. But I wouldn't want anybody from work knowing all my other personal stuff I was doing on my regular calendar. Well, the idea, though, is making sure that he has availability if his assistant has to book something for him. So if you see all your personal stuff in the calendar to make sure that when your time is blocked out, maybe it's not so much important to see what he's doing, but when he can do things. Yeah, so I, I, like, just, I get it. You just write block. Everybody yeah. in the world just yeah. writes block or busy. And yeah. you just are supposed to adhere to that. Sometimes people don't, but if you see someone's calendar and it says block or busy, like it's, you don't have to know what they're doing, but that's when you can't book time with and them. And then like on a functionality basis, like we recently started using our like Google calendar and because I have a personal Google calendar, it's nice to be able to see like it because I have both of our, you know, our personal, my personal email address and then our group one, both in my, you know, Google, it like shows both calendars together, which is nice. Although it can be confusing because you see it in like, it's just, it's just one big calendar now. So it, it's, I don't know. It's, I always have to like, I try to color coordinate things a certain way to like differentiate them. So I'm not. Color coordinates for you per email. Yeah, should color coordinate different colors for yeah. each calendar. It defaults everything to that blue. I've been making like all the episode things we do like a sage green. <laughs> just to differentiate from like my haircut appointments. My calendar's in my brain. Yeah. I mean, we we go same time. Yeah, but, like, I do, like, other things, so it's nice to have, like, other things blocked Yeah, out. like, I have it for, like, doctor's appointments yeah. and stuff. Like, I've got doctors every two weeks, and I have to, like, have that on my calendar so I don't forget which Even day like, it is. Yeah, and, like, <coughs> as I've gotten older, oh. I, you know, I, I've just tried to be better about keeping a calendar because the concerts, things like that, like, that you buy a ticket for three months in advance, like, it's just nice to have that stuff in there so then when you're making plans with people or, like, picking up extra shifts, you just kind of see everything that you have coming up. Yeah, I use my, I, I have an iPhone, so they don't, the have calendars? Be, yeah. Yeah, they don't have, they don't do the Google. They do iCal. Can you download, I mean, I'm just that this is Oh, not, yeah, no, 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 you can download it. outside conversation, app. really, but, like, you can download it if you want, right? Yeah. I've never even looked at my phone calendar. I don't even know you can do that. Oh, yeah. So, um, in any event, Cooper says that he can relate because him and Sierra used to have so much sex that they used to schedule breaks so that they would slow down a little bit. And would he developed a condition that was called stud paw? Is that what it was? Did I hear that it right? It isn't stud pole. A stump pole? I, I, again, I, didn't, I don't know what they I said. I tried to listen a couple times. I, th- I thought he said stud paw. To go <laughs> with them being old and being our age, I do watch 99.9% of everything I watch now with subtitles on. So oh, this I don't is usually really, not, yeah. not an issue for me, but I have no idea what he said. I, th- I read, I wrote stud pole, but. Yeah, I wrote stud ball, but as Jake would like to call it, in college, and goes for the high <laughs> five. That one didn't land, huh? Yeah, so oh. Cooper tells him that he's going to a private club tonight and that the two of them are invited to come with them. But he's like, oh, um, but I see that you guys already have a couple's massage book for tonight. But come to find out that it says couple's message. Because the two of them are pretty known within their friend group for making fun answering machine messages. Uh, 
for the landline. I was like, this joke is so outdated. That's all. Awesome. I messaged all of you guys in the chat earlier and said I was working on my notes and showed an underlined line that said, kill me. It was right after this scene. Now, I just fucking couldn't handle this. I think that we should make phone messages for people to use as ringtones or answering messages. Right after we finish our hot sauce. Yeah. Can you even make like a, a, like a, a pre-recorded voicemail and then load it to your phone after? Or do you just have to say something live after the beep? I actually don't know that. I know you can change your ringtone to an MP3 or a song or whatever you want. Mine's all linked I, to Spotify now. I still haven't been able to figure that out. Which is nice. Yeah, you can you can just have it like play a song straight from Spotify. You can have it like play off of a playlist you guys have or a particular song. Oh, I'm cool. Very, yeah, very much. I do that for um, what's it called? Too. Uh, is my, it your phone on silent? Yeah, but I have it for my alarm clock, so I do it with my alarm clock. Yeah, I keep my phone on vibrate so much that I, I made the mistake of making a song my work phone's ringtone, and then because your work phone rings all the time and you don't always want to answer it, it makes it that you hate that song. Yeah. So I wouldn't suggest ever doing that for your work phone. Yeah, my or make it a song you don't out. like. Make it like Last Christmas by Wham. You will answer the phone so fucking quick before hearing that play too much. <laughs> That's a great song. I don't understand why you just like that so much. It's not an anti-Wham thing. It's an anti-that song thing. R.I.P. It's better, it's better than all I want for Christmas. But um, I don't know. Again, I just thought the idea of them. This is such a big part of the episode and they call back to it later. And for it to be something like involving their answering machines, like it just doesn't feel 2018. By the way, it's also not consistent because that's scheduled for a Sunday night for them to do. But when they record it later, it's a Saturday. Ooh. Well, he's shaking up their lives, Ferg. Yeah, yeah it's, a new, <laughs> it's a new lifestyle. Just saying, don't set these rules and then break them right away. It's almost like they didn't think about anything they wrote for this stupid fucking television show. So now that the two start proudly performing their parody song, End of the Tone, which is, um, you know, End of the Road by Boys to Men. And I, I don't know, I did like at first, Great I thought song. it was funny when he comes in with his like little, hey, girl. I'm so sad to miss you a sweet, sweet I actually voice. thought this like, flowed really well. Even her part. Like, I thought it was pretty good. It's, I mean, like, it's funny enough. Like, I get the joke is, for what it is, I just think the, it's not a realistic premise. So it's, it takes you out of it a little bit. Wait, I mean, the whole no, show is an unrealistic what? premise. Hold on. Hold on. You know who would have an answering machine on a landline? Joe. Joe. You can say that, but I don't have a landline, so it's because they don't allow them in Maine. No, I got a Morse code. They should only allow them in Maine. (laughs) I was gonna say that's backwards. They should only be in Maine. Well, you cell phones around here in Maine. I bucked the trend and was like, "No, thank you, sir. I refuse to have a landline." And um, because of that, they're very like when they're done performing the their answering machine song for them. They're like they're laughing and like really tickled by it, and they look over, and Cooper's very confused and doesn't know what's going on. And they're like, "You know what? Yeah, we'd love to come out tonight." I actually thought that this was kind of sweet. Like it, it showed the relation. It, like those two have really good chemistry together. I think the two have good chemistry. Yeah, I thought they that was do. Like a good casting for a couple. Yeah, those two have good chemistry. And I thought this part was like I said, like really cute. Like that was a believable like couple thing. Oh, for sure. Oh, I was saying that the Australian kid and the girl have good chemistry. Oh, 
No, oh. I was talking about Damon Wayne Jr. Oh, I don't think it's a couple they have chemistry at all. No, I, I think, think it doesn't did. make any sense. I think, I think they're both I trying. I actually think the entire cast had good chemistry. They were just given shit to work with. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody in here is bad or a bad actor. And again, I think pretty soon we're going to come up with two people I really love being in this episode. I just, I, I think you're right, though, for like, that's just garbage. But I don't think that, like, you read them as a couple and you'd be like, I believe it. I feel like this, they're reading, like, a play. This part made me believe that they were a couple. Because it's a very couple thing to do. But I digress. Well, from there we get to the next scene. And this is um, them all entering the club. And when you first see it, like, Jake and Claire are, like, amazed at this place. And I just thought they could have did a better job with set decorations because this looks like just such, like, an average hotel bar that they're at. It's There's clearly, a- like, only 12 extras and they're shooting it in a way to see them multiple times to make it look like there's, like, 48 people in the room and there's not. Yeah, it's just a tiny little hotel bar, basically, and they're trying to make it look like it's some cool, hip club and it just didn't read that way. Also, this whole scene is edited really weird. Like, it's, it's choppy. They do a lot of jump cuts, yeah. but they're not, like, fluent jump cuts. Like, it's just, like, scene, 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 scene. I like, wonder if this was, like, a cut-for-time type of thing. Like, the scene was a lot was longer, longer and they had to chop it down. Could be, yeah. I felt like when the yeah. girls were dancing, they were doing some sort of weird, like, stuttering technique on the filming or something. Where it was, like, maybe, like, you know when you, like, watch a TV show or something and they're doing, like, a person taking photos of people and they kind of freeze frame the camera for a second to make you have the vision of a photo yeah i felt like they were doing that but in fast motion so it was like dizzying it was like enough that i thought my like internet was bad <laughs> like shit was it was just getting messed up on my screen this is um also when we meet cooper's security guard nightmare now the actor uh winston james francis he plays like this kind of role on a lot of shows he's kind of always the big prisoner the security guard and things like that but I don't know. Did you guys recognize him? Because when I saw him, I knew I knew him from somewhere. No, I didn't recognize him. No, because I, I, when he pie faced them like away, I like I rolled my eyes and stopped paying attention. I recognized him from Glow. He was the father of Machu Picchu. Oh. Okay, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so also um, because of that, Machu Picchu's uh, brothers were Tyrus, Brodus Clay, and um, Carlito. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Another <laughs> show that got ruined by COVID. Yeah, it was like they and it was like one of their more popular shows. I thought they just were like they eh, were like never middle mind. of filming. They did like three episodes and were like, nah, never mind. This is All done right. and we'll never yeah. see any of it. I loved Glow personally. I think that was the right endpoint where it ended. Yeah, could have gone away with a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, you can only stretch it out so far. The actual I thought we needed one more season to give everybody finality. Like, it yeah, ended you get to like. like Give the characters, like, finish those star- story arcs, you know? Like, the guy who, like, funded the show, who was married to the Australian girl, then when they were having a three-way with the male prostitute, you were like, okay, this is all gonna go somewhere interesting, and it just stopped, and you never know. Yeah. So, um... Glow! A show that was way better than this, that I wish yeah. we were talking about more. So now we get to them all partying, and we see the three doing, like, shot after shot after shot, and they're dancing, and Jake starts dancing towards Nightmare... And then Nightmare just, like, picks him up and, like, moves him away from him. All right. this th- That made me laugh because when he picked him up, he was still dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His arms and yeah. legs were still going. And then we got that cut to the next morning. And, uh, you know, we're back in the kitchen area. 
This is so obvious, though, too, because they're like, shot, shot, shot. And the girl's like, I'm having the best Sunday night ever. You're like, yeah. they telegraphed it so fucking hard to know exactly what the next scene was going to yeah. be. And um, in the kitchen, you see Claire walk in, obviously hungover. And Jake's just like standing like with his head in the fridge. And Claire's telling Jake how they left last night so they could go home and get it on. But first, Jake wanted to get a snack. And then she went upstairs to put something more sexy on. And then Jake's like, did we get it on after that? And Claire's like, I don't think so. And then opens up her bathrobe, exposing, like, she has, like, a pink, like, bra and panties situation so on, but over the clothes believe, she wore out. Are we to believe that he s- slept standing up with his head in the fridge all night? <laughs> like, was that the joke? Because that's yeah. where the scene starts, and he went down to get a snack. If that's a joke, then the milk in his cereal is not good. <laughs> True. That's what you were hung on more than the fact that she had a brawn panties on over her clothes? I actually did laugh at the brawn panties on over her clothes. I thought that was a funny reveal. She was like, Asuka. And then Jake says, holy crap, it's Riley Connors. And Claire holds up that ladies fitness magazine that's like in the kitchen, like in the island. And she's like, yeah, it's just some fluff piece, like looking at the magazine. But like, look at her butt. I just want to bite it. And then she starts like biting at the magazine. Until she turns around and sees that Riley is actually in the kitchen with Cooper. And Cooper introduces them. This is so unrealistic. If they're, I'm so hungover, I don't know what I'm going to do. She would not go into some story about, like, how this girl is super hot and I want to bite her butt. She would have her, like, face on the counter or she'd be, like, trying to chug water. Like, this would not be the conversation she was having. I don't know. I've been pretty hungover and then still would, you know, admire a butt that I'd want to (laughs) bite. So, um, Cooper introduces them and Riley's like, you have a really lovely home, Mr. and Mrs. Davis. And the two start laughing because, you know, they see themselves as young and fun. And then Jake says, you know, Mr. Davis makes him sound like some sort of old man. And then he makes a sound when he goes to sit down at the table. It's very familiar to me because he <laughs> it just hurts him just to sit. And then Claire asks Cooper if he's hungover. And he tells her that he decided years ago to not let alcohol do that to him. That's not how that works. How does that work? Yeah. Just, that's just another young, I guess. super corny line. Yeah, but yeah, you know how that works? That kid's like 24. When I was when we were 24, alcohol, you could get that drunk and go to work the next day and be fine. Do that now, it is not the same. No. I, you know what I think it is? I think when we get older, yeah, sure, it, it might hit you a little harder sometimes. When you're like in your young 20s, you just don't fucking care. Because at that time of our lives, I would drink like an absolute psychopath. Wake up the next morning and feel terrible. It wasn't like I woke up and was like, I feel great. But you just tough it out and you go to work and you do it again because you're irresponsible and dumb. (laughs) No, I used to never get hungover. The second I I hit 30, it's like someone flipped the switch. Like literally the second I hit 30. That's that's me um, not having to pee in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's what happened when I became (laughs) I always got hungover. Like did I just, I don't know. I never drank often enough, I think to you know like your body does get used to it so your hangovers get less and less i guess the more you drink but i i mean my hangovers were like migraine debilitating like awful and they still are to this day so i think maybe it's just me i think (laughs) it was easier recoup back then too though like you drink some water you drink some coffee you eat something greasy and two hours later you were fine now it's like that is extended by like six full hours i got plenty of water waking up in the tub (laughs) 
No, mine were always debilitating. Like, I couldn't function until, like, 2, 3 o'clock. I could function. I just didn't feel very good, you know? Yeah, I'd always go to work. It was just not fun. Jake's making claims that he's like Cooper and he doesn't get hung over, but as he's saying that, he's pouring too much milk into a cereal bowl and it's starting to overflow. And Cooper the milk says... The that we're assuming is sour. If the door was open all night, then maybe. Cooper says that he's um, been out all night, so they're going to head to bed now. And you get the, goodbye, Mr. and Mrs. Davis. And she's like, we're barely older than you. But then when she looks over at her husband, he's now head down into the cereal, which I, I actually <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. I will say more so than the hangover thing. That is a symptom of being young, though. Being out, be able to be out all night and at 6 a.m. be like, well, I guess we're going to bed now. I would be a zombie. I can't stay up past like bars. We talked the other day about like bars in New York being open till four and then going to after hours clubs. Yeah. No way. Never. And we're seeing them at like six, seven in the morning and they look fine. They're not drunk. They're not like they're anything. Not they're just like they look great. And like, all right, we're going to go to bed because like what else are we going to do now? The night's over. And we get to the um, the next scene and Claire and Jake are in bed. And Claire finds paparazzi photos of her and Cooper dancing at the nightclub. And the headline reads, Cooper James seems to have traded in his 19-year-old Lamborghini Sierra for what appears to be a 40-year-old cargo van. And Jake's just upset that he got cropped out of the photo. That's all he took from that. But as soon as, because these photos are now out into the wild, both of their phones start blowing up. Because everyone thinks that she's having an affair with Cooper. And Jake's dad shoots him a text saying, I told you if you stopped working out, you'd lose her. And it's funny because, like, in my head, it's, like, because I I don't know who his dad is on the show at this point. So I just assume it's just Damon Wayne's texting him. <laughs> but as blank man? <laughs> no, as Major Payne. Oh, I as told Major you if Payne. you stopped working out, you'd lose her. Yeah. Talking to the skeleton of Bam Bam Bam. Oh. And the pastor texted Claire asking if he could, like, get some concert tickets or if it was just a hit it and quit it situation, which is, I guess, something you wouldn't typically hear from your pastor. So she's, like, kind of, like, panicking about this whole thing now because the whole neighborhood, you know, or everyone she knows is thinking she's, like, an adulterer, really the whole world. And we flash forward to the two in the kitchen later that day. And Claire sees a headline reading that she's an inspiration to bland women everywhere. And... I mean, like, she's I not get, bland. She's very she's pretty. Beautiful. Yeah, I get yeah. the I I get yeah. like the idea behind these jokes, but like the yeah, person they cast too. to play this girl <laughs> yeah. is like a beautiful girl. Yeah, she's way too attractive. In Ghosted, she's the sex symbol. Like, yeah, she was like cast to be the sexy one in Ghosted. Like, yeah, like yeah. If if she was just scripted differently on the show, she could have been like the hot movie star yeah, girl. Easily. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like a very attractive girl. And if you're going to make that joke, you need to make her look less, like, if you have to, like, mousy her up or something, you know what I mean? Well, they're trying, they have her in, like, sweats and stuff a lot, but, like, she's just a very pretty girl. It's, right, like, like it doesn't, so doesn't stop it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Claire's parents now show up at the house. The mom is, um, Stephanie Ware from, like, Mad TV, like, I, I, most known, I guess, yeah, to when me, it, most I've known seen her since, I even, like, I perused her IMDB really quick, and I couldn't figure it out what... Have we seen her in something recently? Uh, she's in a million things. She's in the new Night Court. She's in the Goldbergs. I will always remember her, though, as her version of Anna Nicole Smith on Mad TV, which I think is one of the funniest and, like, Ooh, maybe that meanest be impressions of all time. I'm going to say Mad TV, I think, is what she's probably most known for. 
but yeah, but she she's worked steadily since. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's not someone who's like without work for a long time. And she's uh the mother is telling her that, you know, she was making smoothies at home when she realized she was out of vodka, so she had to run out to get another case at the store. Um a lot of like subtle but like loud jokes kind of in that, but basically that she's just a raging alcoholic, I guess, in retirement. And the and, dad here is Victor Williams, who plays Deacon on King of Queens, who's so funny, and he's in the new oh, season right, of Justified right, right. too. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's I hilarious. Missed, I missed this. Which one of them is the? Are they the parents of her or Claire? Her? Claire. Yeah, Claire's Claire. parents. Claire. She said while she was out getting the case of vodka, she saw the tabloids, and says that she ruined her Zoom before because he sings her favorite workout music, and like her dad is like shaking Jake's hand, saying, "Oh, you know, good luck to you in the future." Like assuming that they're now going to be splitting up because Claire's having this affair. Cooper enters, and then Claire's mom is very excited and just keeps screaming. There is such big, horny energy going on in this scene from her. She's a big, horny dog. She's a very big, horny bird. And her dad's like, how about we all get to know each other over a glass of lemonade? And you see them pouring just, like, full cups of vodka and then asking for a lemon. This just made me think that every year at a parent's 4th of July party, they'd get, like, the giant tub of lemon slush. And, like, as a kid, I never realized what was going on. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, people are just, like, pulling big cups of that and, like, pouring vodka into it. And then the first year I figured that, I was like, nobody knows I'm drunk. It's like, for me, it's like, I'm so fucking drunk. My old apartment, we used to buy the giant things of slush and put lots of alcohol in them. But this is just... It's delicious and it's fun, but it gives you frozen head. They're just drinking straight vodka and they want to... And they're asking for a drop of lime. This reminds me of one of Ferg's favorite diet drinks, which is a cup of vodka with a little Mio squirt into it. <laughs> My God, blackouts! See, oh, uh, see. oh, shocking! Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. A pint glass of vodka. It oh no, it's just not vodka. Mio. It tastes it like was, black cherry. It wasn't just Mio. It was Mio energy, so it had caffeine in it too. Oh God! Just just to make sure you have a heart attack uh, while you're yeah. going down. Yeah, it wasn't my finest days. I did blackout a lot from that. Jake does um, acknowledge the amount of drinking that his in-laws do and says, hey, is it possible that you guys are drinking too much? And the mom's like, me, 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 And she's like mocking them, which, um, I mean, she's very funny and informs him that everybody knows that you can't be an alcoholic if you're retired, because that's the rule. And I was like, I guess I've been retired for 20 years at this point. <laughs> this is what I was talking about at the beginning, though. I was like, if this was a backdoor pilot, if this... If we were to get a sitcom about just the parents and then these characters popped in every once in a while, I think this would be a very funny and very successful show. I don't know. There are a lot. I feel like the she would be – her character is very big. She would be a lot. I would like to see more of him. Um, more of Deke? Yeah. I, I think she's more of a small dose in this role that she's portraying on the show. I don't know. A, a lot of her – I don't know. A little goes a long way. Think of how little she's in this episode and how loud her presence was. But it's great. And when Claire and Jake have a second away from everybody, they decide that this is all a little much and they need to find a way to get Cooper out of the house. And now we see a new scene where Jake's in his office where there's like a knock on the door and it's Cooper's manager who's played by Chris Parnell. It was like what fun a waste of Chris Parnell. He's right? in the show for like 20 seconds. You get somebody again, super funny for 20 seconds. But it's episode one, so... 
I mean, we talked. I love Chris Parnell, but he's not known for being in like (laughs) the groundbreaking cinema and TV. Like after this, after this recording, go back and watch the SNL sketch where Chris Parnell can't chew his own food, and people have to chew it up and spit into his mouth like he's a baby bird. And oh, tell me that you don't laugh for like 15 minutes. I've disgusting. seen it. It's hilarious. I'm not it's saying it's one of the funniest funny. things that's ever been on TV. And that's all Chris Parnell. I'm just saying he got paid to be on this show, too. You know, like, I don't Did think his uh, I don't think his career is going to get hurt by being on this show is what I'm saying. Oh, sure. I'm just saying it's kind of a waste to have to do that funny. Also jump into it. And they he's literally only in it for like 25 yeah. seconds. You must love when he teams up with Andy Samberg. God, Joe. I wasn't on last week's episode, but I think you all know my opinions on Andy Samberg. He's funny in that one episode of Parks and Rec, and that's about it. It was like last month's episode, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I don't even know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. It blends together. It's hot and we record a lot. Apparently, Cooper isn't returning his manager's calls and wants Jake to help him get in touch. He has a photo shoot with him and Sierra booked, but Jake's explaining to him that he thinks Cooper's trying to get away from all that right now. And that's when... Wayne, who's the manager, reminds him that as soon as he gets back with Sierra, uh, the sooner that he moves out and then Jake can repair things with the woman who U.S. Weekly is now calling the hottest regular woman in Greater Encino. At least they're calling her hot now. Yeah, at least they're acknowledging that she's like a beautiful woman. (laughs) Yeah. So now um, we get the next scene and it's later in the night and Jake, Cooper and Claire are all home in the living room and the doorbell rings. And Jake, in a very, like, scripted tone, says, like, who can that be? And opens the door to reveal Sierra's there. And she's introducing herself. And there is, like, a running joke where every time she addresses Claire, she says the name wrong. I wouldn't say it's a joke. Yeah, she's like, you must be Jake (laughs) and Chloe. And she's like, hi, my name's Claire. And she just goes, pass, and walks right by her. This character is the worst. They just, they try to make her funny by mispronouncing sayings. So I didn't love... Wicked bad overacting too, like from starts every time she's on. <laughs> yes, but there were there were parts where I found funny. There were a couple times that she mispronounced things that I thought were funny. I thought the name thing over and over again was a little much. But Sierra's telling Cooper that she's willing to let pylons be pylons, which I did think was funny. Really, uh, you didn't See, think I pylons didn't find this. No, I found there's this one line. So there's one obnoxious. line she says that's really funny. But um, she says that you know. For the betterment of their brand, um, you My know, brand. You can't let some old, some woman with her original teeth come between them. I mean, again, this is a lot about where she's at. It's not so much that she loves and misses him, but their brand is strong together because they're so popular. And Gross. Cooper tells her that every time they have the smallest argument, she gets so dramatic. And she says, you saying that makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> the the also, quick reaction, it, it was extreme. A little extreme, a little dark for this show. Yeah, I mean they they they. I don't know. Think about the BBC joke. Yeah, I know. There's already been rape. Yeah, yeah. I guess rape and murder happened, so this vapid idiot can say, "I want to kill myself." Yeah. As the conversation develops, we see the struggle Jake and Chloe are having, in that like they want Cooper to leave, but they also know that they're kind of throwing him into a really bad situation, just to get rid of him. And you can see while all this is going on. Cooper really wants to stay with them, but they kind of keep nudging him towards getting back with Sierra, and he kind of just reluctantly does it. Sierra says that she's over the moose with excitement. That's what got me. I knew that was I your line, Gordo. <laughs> what that was, that that was funny. The other ones I could have taken a lot. 
Pylons be pylons is way funnier than over the moose. I don't think either of them. Neither are funny. is funny. Yeah, I'm with Ferg on this one. I will say though, I did enjoy that she called her Clug. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. a real Clug, name is funny. Clug is funny. Too, yeah. Clug. That's not even a name. <laughs> There's obviously like this level of guilt on their faces when he thanks the two for everything they've done, you know, before leaving too. And um they they know they're doing the wrong thing here, but they want the house to themselves. Here's the thing, amongst like the many issues this show has. I don't feel as if he did enough throughout the show to annoy them to the fact that they want I to agree. push him out. I think they should Agreed. have had things. So obviously the paparazzi thing's not good, but they should have had things within the house that they didn't like, like him having people over or yeah. doing things well, that I think like, annoyed them. If they did that, though, they would have a hard time justifying bringing him back. I mean, they needed well, to have Well, it's a matter be- of... It's teetering the line of making sure there are things that aren't him being disrespectful or rude. You know, it's just things that are weird to them that maybe disrupted the house, not so much by him being a dickhead. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like he leaves the deviled eggs out. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, the next scene, we flash forward like a week or so, and the two are in the kitchen enjoying a beer together, and they start wondering how Cooper's been doing. I'll say um, the dialogue there was like really unnatural. When it, Like when there's... Oh, I wonder how our, our boy's doing. A, a lot and, of it is unnatural. Yeah. And although yeah. it's, um, you know, it's nice to have the house to themselves, they are reflecting on how it was fun having them around. And, you know, it had been a while since they had gone dancing. And I thought also they could have, like, kind of tail on what we were just saying. They could have also done a better job showing them all having fun at the house and doing things together and bonding for them to like be missing him because it's going to be my next point. Yeah. Yeah. There's like not a lot of interaction between these guys yet for them to miss him so bad. Yeah. Like imagine if they were playing Scrabble or something and she went to go put down the word clug and they like looked at each other and went like, Hmm, like that would actually have been funny and made you believe that they missed him, but they don't do any, like a montage was needed here. Yeah. Just something. They could have been like, even when they were doing the, like the answering machine thing that first time, maybe he could have helped them with a line. Like, I don't know, just something to bond these guys. Cause there really wasn't anything that, oh, that would them have all been together. great if instead of later, if they did the answering machine thing early and they get a call and they hear it. Oh, and then it, yeah, then it plays. That and would have been good. That makes them sad. Again, there's so many times where I think we, we, we workshop these pieces together, <laughs> but no one's called this yet. CBS. All the writers are on strike. Hire us. Yeah, we're not. We don't have any sad cards. I'll yeah. be a scab. I'll scab all day long. <laughs> I don't care. I can be bought. <laughs> There's going to be like. Jay, you've actually been a scab before. <laughs> You're the one person here. <laughs> we're like, you live in. We lived in. Bo- we live in Boston or lived in. I lived in Boston. We all lived together in Boston or whatever. And like the place you worked for in Rhode Island was on strike. And you were like, fuck it. I'm driving down to Rhode Island. To no, I only signed up. I signed up, but they didn't end up. Uh, everything got settled. Um, I'm. I was also like, I think I was like 16 and had no idea what any of that really meant at the time. Sure, at that point you don't have any idea of like the union or whatever any of that stuff. Claire's parents show up again and they show them like this paparazzi footage of Cooper and Sierra together, and he's very notably like miserable in the video footage. And when they show it on the tablet, you can see that they're leaving that restaurant that Claire helped design. And now it's like, oh, man, like he said he was going to go, but I thought he was just saying that. Like, he's this such is a so sweet guy. poorly written. This is so stupid. That, no, I thought that was actually that's a good, good moment. Yeah, that's no. the bonding. That, that tells you about his character because, like, he's this big, famous he's singer. He's a sweet but young man. 
He's like, yes. yeah. He said, oh, I want to try that restaurant because you designed it. And then, like, he when he had the opportunity to, he actually went ahead and did that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it's it not was superficial. too shoehorned. We would- we were just talking about, like, literally two seconds ago, about we how there was nothing bond that bonded yeah. them. This is what bonded them. This is the glue. This was that something that I think they together. needed more within the episode of them kind of all together. Yeah, and I do think Ferg's right. I think we could have done something with that answering machine early. So now they're worried that nobody's like, there's no one in his life that's really looking out for him, and they're going to go and save him. So now the next scene. We see this photo shoot with Sierra and Cooper. This is the one that the manager had been talking about before. Cooper's like hanging upside down in a tuxedo and Sierra's like in a dress and Jake and Claire walk right in somehow. How? <laughs> like, I know the that they wasn't working. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure like through Wayne, he could probably get the details of where he is and when. But the idea of just walking right in the front door of this thing, like. Like there'd unlocked. be like a PA or somebody outside, yeah. Yeah, it's like unlocked. They just like you can't just stroll into these things. Now would this have been funnier if he was dressed as Spider Man? I don't think anything would make this funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but would it at least have like tackled something that the generation they're trying to pitch to, which is the uh Claire and Damon Wayans Jr. and our generation, like that was a movie that came out when we were in high school. I don't know. I think there's supposed to be like this different level of celebrity and I don't know. It was weird, but him being upside down was intentionally weird in a way that, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this properly, but it it made sense to me. But in reality, they would have just taken the pictures and photoshopped them. (laughs) Sure. Right. Yeah. Even standing (laughs) on a box. Unless they interact in the photo. Yeah. Unless they have some weird thing that they have to interact. But Sierra's really unhappy to see them. And I'm not entirely sure why. Because they don't have like any bad blood. Because these two. At this moment, she um, has only read in the tabloids that they're fucking. So that's why she doesn't like her either. No, because yeah. these they're the reason they got back together. They invited her over to the house to, like, reunite She's them. also yeah, stupid. Whole week. But she remembers Clug from before. I imagine I just, that he probably talked about how much he liked being there to, to them for the whole yeah. week. And that's why she doesn't like them, because... That's all she's heard for the past seven days. I just think, like, without knowing, like, yeah, obviously knowing their motives, I can see why she'd be upset. But she doesn't know that when they walk in. She's also a stuck-up celebrity and and, uh, they're commoners. And it's interfering with the photo shoot, maybe. But, yeah, she just gets very upset and, like, calls for five and walks off. They tell him how, you know, this lifestyle, like, this isn't him. And that he needs a chance to just be, like, an ordinary guy and kind of offer the chance for him to come and live with them again. And Sierra comes back and is mad that he's no longer upside down. Apparently, he's supposed to spend that whole break still just letting the blood rest to his head. And Cooper starts telling her how he wants something more. He wants something different in his life. And he's going to go and move back in with Jake and Claire. And Sierra can't believe that he's doing this to her and says, Alexa, play breakup music. And then a woman walks into the room and presses a button on her tablet for her. If you wanted to know in my notes where I wrote the word barf, this is where I wrote the word barf. <laughs> I think it would have been funnier if she hit play and it played the same BBC clip. <laughs> that actually would be funny. I would have liked it if it was just a uh, honking on Bobo era Aerosmith. So it's like, play no, breakup no. mix. Skiba dabba dabba. It would have made no sense, but if Pony by Genuine played again, I, I would have I would have laughed there. So the woman asks if there's anything else she can do for her, and Sierra goes, that will be all, Alexa, and then walks off. 
And then Cooper and the couple are now walking out and they're going to head back to their house. And Claire says, bye, Alexa. And the girl's like, my name is Suzanne. I thought it was a little She funny. says it like a cry for help, too. Well, like, yeah, like a hostage. Like, help me. Yeah. That actress, too, she's super familiar. And I looked her up and she's in like bajillion dollar properties, properties, which I've mentioned a bunch of times in this show. Uh, she's in It's Always Sunny. She's like one of those people who's in a bunch of stuff. I think she's like a. Um, I, did she pop up in something else we've covered? I think she did, yeah. She's, I feel like maybe that's why you brought up the bajillion dollar properties thing before. Maybe, yeah. Which I still think. I don't know if you can watch that anywhere anymore. I think that when that network dissolved, that like everything that was part of it went with it. That's like the pre-Peacock NBC. But that show was so funny. If it's available to watch anywhere, it's worth watching. Now, what the I episode, is- there's a whole episode where one of the guys is afraid of the character Predator and they have to make him understand that predator is okay and loves him too and it's one of the funniest 20 minutes of television i have ever seen but what i don't understand is he's a million like a billionaire like big time celebrity i get they have to get him away from this girl and this life but why does he have to live with them like he could just go buy a house in the suburbs another house near them yeah they can look look after him you don't just Oh, hey, we're a couple. You're in trouble. Let's adopt an adult. Let's- so I think originally the idea is that when he first, first moves in, it's it's a, intended to be a temporary thing. So he's not looking for anything permanent. And now he enjoys being with them. So he just wants to go back to it because he likes being with them. He could have bought like the house next door and they could be happy together as neighbors. Yeah. Th- I mean, obviously there's. More logical ways they could have gone about. It's this. just such a stretch. My suspension of disbelief only goes so far, and they're just bringing another human into this married couple's life to live permanently. And like, where are your new parents? Like, where I have are his way, old parents? Like, I have a way around it. You make him the next next episode. He buys out their mortgage for them, so that they own the house outright as like a thank you for letting him stay there. And then they don't feel like they can kick him out, and then. Everything weird he does, they feel obligated to like have him stay there. That's like a way of doing it. And there's like an easy scene too, where like you know Claire's on the phone trying to pay the mortgage, and they're saying that it's covered, and she's like confused by it. Like, wait, what? And she's like, put in your four letter password again. And she's like, I told you, clug, C L U G, and just keep clugging it over and over again. You can clug as two garage like uh, Mike Seaver. Ooh, what about that? What was that show we did with uh, LL Cool J? In the, in the house. We could do an in-the-house type thing where he lives in the back. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's things that they could have done, and who knows where. If this show had lasted longer than it did, I bet there there would have been some sort of a evolution to the story, right? But And maybe it did, but I bet none of us will ever know. Yeah. I just think it's weird. They're a married couple, and they're inviting this guy to come live in their house. He's definitely going to fuck that wife someday. Oh, he's <laughs> definitely going to fuck gonna the wife. fuck Damon Wayans. Or fuck Damon Wayans Jr. I can see guy. one of those, like, almost like a like a get him to the Greek. Like, he offers to sleep with the two of them, you know? Yeah, this <laughs> seems like a too much wine triple kiss scenario. And then everyone has a really awkward morning. Well, in any event, uh, <laughs> the next scene was... More interesting, final. though. It, it's like a closeout scene, too. It's um, This is probably like a after the... You know, like kind of an after credit type thing during the credit scene. Cooper heads into the living room with the guitar where he meets up with Claire sitting on the couch. And she tells him that she's thinking, you know, some Garth Brooks country. 
and now Claire and Cooper start singing their parody of Friends in Low Places uh, for the answering machine. When she said some Garth Brooks, I was like, please do Friends in Low Places. Please do Friends in Low Places. Because that is like a super Joe drunk song. That's an actual Joe karaoke song. This is um the specific reason that Ferg doesn't have Spotify. Because he loves Garth Brooks so much and he's exclusive to uh, it's Amazon true. It was music. a big to-do. Yeah, I remember it being a huge deal. And then we've had to listen to like drunkenly listen to the karaoke version on Spotify. Where it's like somebody else doing friends. Like it's like in the vein of Garth Brooks. You know, it's like, I don't that. listen to country music, but there was a Garth Brooks song I wanted to listen to not long ago. And it was incredibly frustrating when I couldn't just play it on Spotify. So you had to dig call. through your archives and find your Chris Gaines CD. Yeah. Ferg, I need you to come by real quick and use your Amazon music so I can hear much too young to feel this damn old. When that happens, you just throw it on YouTube. Yeah, that, there's yeah, a way around it. Garth Brooks people are really good about keeping his stuff scrubbed. He wants to get paid. Yeah. Good for him. I will say to go back into the scene, I like the callback where Jake's coming back and just doing like that more R&B style side stuff in the song and not actually participating in the music part i will say that for a second i was like is he doing an r kelly riff right here because he was looking a little like he was in an r kelly thing and i was like 2019 we knew what r kelly did that seems yeah. odd no he showed up with the sunglasses on does the hey girl stuff all <laughs> over again but oh wait this is all really cute but if i was trying to call someone that i needed and i got that me- long ass message every time i would hang up yeah, is there like a skip intro version of answering machine <laughs> songs where like you can just like get to the beat part? Also, like if you call somebody, the rare moment you actually you actually have to call somebody on the phone and it rings like three times and they don't answer, you just hang up and text them, right? Like that's I mean I never I don't call people nice. very often. I'm a I'm a big texter. Gordo's a phone call guy. <laughs> I'm muted. Yes, I am. <laughs> I was I was gonna say out of this group, you're the most likely that I would see like a phone call from. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I talk on the phone and do video calls so much all day. The last thing I want to do is like that off the clock, you know? I don't mind like if I'm driving and you call and I can play it through my car and I, uh, I'm multitasking. But other than that, I'm always out. I'm either at work or doing something. So it's like tough for me to just separate and just talk on my phone. I feel like I have to stop everything to be on a phone call. And I and like I don't know I feel like it traps me. If you to go way. through my call logs, um, I don't speak on the phone to very many people. It would be my girlfriend, my mom, and your brother Jay is incapable of yeah. text messaging sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say your he called me right before we recorded. Yeah, he's a phone call guy. Um, and yeah, this voicemail ends with after the little piece from Jake, just them all sitting together and yelling bye, and um, <laughs> that closed out the episode was. So you see them, like, bonding, which I guess, like, I would have liked that earlier in the episode, but I guess for the sake of right now to continue the series, it's good to kind of see them all meshing together. And for me, it was yeah, good no, because good. this was over. Um, Listen, I mean, we're having now covered the whole episode, and we're going to get into the green light or cancel in a minute. I don't hate this the way you hate it. Like, I, I don't think this was a phenomenal episode of television, but... The ridge you're feeling from watching this, I don't really see. Like, I think, Same. especially where you love a classic style sitcom, it's that there are characters in there you like. It's just the fact that Rihanna's name was mentioned and you went into a tailspin <laughs> and you can it's never. It's not uh, right. just because of Rihanna. It's because they made something that exists in a one singular moment. And then, by the way, 
everyone else agreed because this show, we're not talking about some show that had seven seasons that I'm completely out of my element here. Nobody liked this show. This show did not get a second season. Are there some funny people in it? Sure. Is the writing insane, bad, insipid? Yes. Do they mention too many modern things that makes it dated immediately? Yes. It's Rihanna's not a good timeless. Show. Joe, why do you hate Riri so much? He's probably yeah. a Chris Brown Joe? fan. Oh, God, no. God, don't even joke about that. I'll joke. Also, I'll say this just to go back. Just, just in defense of the show a little bit. You say there's like a million modern references. Other than like Rihanna, like was there really that many? Like when else was like a lot of modern pop culture really being brought up throughout the song? Yeah, if anything, they had an answer machine. It was the past. <laughs> no, yeah, it's they the, did Garth the Brooks iPad, and Boys to the, Men. The articles, the internet, the, all the stuff that they're doing. The streaming. They're, like using they're making the everything internet? be of a moment. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I, I hate it. I'm sorry. We watched oh, Growing Pains, and I was like, this is so happy. I, I, I'm and just going to say this. this and... You're kind of gordoing it. You're you're hating it with no yeah. real good reason. I, I hate... agree with Joe. I hate this Again, show. but neither of you it's have provided about, very again, good reasons it, as to why. You cannot like the show. Yeah, Did you think I'm it was saying, funny? Like, Did you I, think it, the story was good? Did you think the characters were good? Did let's you get think into the Green Lantern watching. That's that's fine, but yeah, I think when your argument back is like they use the internet and a tablet, <laughs> like oh, well, yeah, it's fucking 2018 when this is recorded. Yeah, it just so makes it, like, to me doing. Oh, that, wait a minute! Uh, the pigeons just brought a telegram. Episode TV shows to me that last are timeless. You don't think that things seem aged or weird if you watch an episode of Seinfeld or The Office. Right, even though technology has, but they're using way modern technology at that time. It just changes. Right, Joe, you this just is going to feel like too, this feels too forced to me. Just got the member berries, Joe, with Seinfeld. I mean, well, they haven't made a good show, a show as good as Seinfeld ever since Seinfeld. I mean, that's just a fact. We have to get him back. Send a raven. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so guys, I think we've talked about this enough. There's not a lot of tidbits about the show. The show didn't last very long, so there's not a lot of facts and fun things we can really there's bring nothing, up about yeah. it. Yeah, other than the Harry Styles thing, I mean, that's about it. So we might as well get into the green light or cancel. I'm going to go in the order I see you guys in. So, Nick, you're starting up. I'm actually green lighting it. Like, it's, I, the bar is so low for this time of sitcoms, like with the, the, you know, uh, country comforts of the world. Uh, this is not near that at all. I really, uh, unlike Joe, I really like Damon Wayans Jr. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe hates, hates Damon. Stop saying that. <laughs> Damon Wayans Jr., if you're listening, I very much like you. This show in is just what? bad. In yeah. what? What do you like him in? Also, newsflash, he's not listening. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, um, yes, the, the writing uh, struggled for sure. Um, uh, I don't think the acting was as bad as you seem to have thought it was. I thought they all did a pretty good job of acting. Um, and, and like I said, I think my biggest reason for greenlighting this is that it's just... It's not that bad. Like it's, I feel like your hatred up front in this podcast was kind of hyperbolic, and it's just you canceled Growing Pains, which was not that bad. So you can't say a show that's not that bad. I don't know. I didn't enjoy. Also, you've known me for like over thirty years. You really think I was being hyperbolic? You really think I don't like (laughs) this show? No, I mean, I I think you believe here. Yeah, you you really feel that way, but. Um, I did actually kind of want to see another episode of this, um, which is really the defining factor for any green light or cancel for me. Anyways, I, I could really not have cared less about seeing another. Uh, uh, I cannot differentiate family ties and growing pains for some reason. I just cannot do it. Whatever we did last week, 
Uh, I did not want to see any more of. Uh, but yeah, no, Greenlight. It it just it it was entertaining, and it was the concept was so dumb and weird that it was just enough of outside of the box that it was it just felt a little different, and uh, I kind of wanted to see more. I mean, that's really it. So it's a green light. Ferg. Yeah, I I couldn't agree less. Um, I think it had it was, this show was full of good actors that were just giving pure shit. So they were forced to overact. They were just going with what they were given. Uh, I don't think any of the characters felt believable, and that says a lot because this was the true story. Um, I don't think the jokes were funny. The editing was weird at that um, other part, the dance club part. And like we said before, they didn't do enough to establish that they'd need him out of the house, which was important. And they didn't do enough to establish why they'd want him back. So those were like big holes in the middle of the show. And for like those reasons, like I, I really hated this show. Um, so big time cancel. Joe, should I just write the X now? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do the giant rant I did earlier. I'm actually going to respond to a couple of things said here. So Nick, you had mentioned that there was a low bar for sitcoms at this time and that nothing was good. I mentioned earlier that show Abby's. I think that was a thousand times better than this and also only got one season. There were some good things happening. This is real dregs. I agree with Ferg where he said that, you know, it was a bunch of good actors who got garbage. That's true. A lot of people in this are really good. I said a number of times I would watch a spinoff of The Parents all day long. Or if they just had their own show, I think they're so funny that that's worthwhile to me. I would watch it. I don't think this makes any sense. I don't think you'd go to hide if you were famous in Los Angeles. It's It was a nightmare for me to get through this. I dreaded every second of this. I hate that I have three pages of notes for this. i canceling as hard as I can for this. Gordo. Yeah, I I did not like this show. It, it The writing was bad, and the jokes were just cheesy. I think that the actors were all good. I think they had good chemistry. I think that they played their roles correctly. It just something didn't jive with me and I kept sitting there and pausing it and going oh my god there's 20 more minutes oh my god there's 15 more minutes 10 minutes so forth and so on this is a prime example of shit writing ruining what could have been a good sitcom like Ferg said this actually could have been a good sitcom because I think they nailed the casting of each of the characters. And I just think it's complete shit writing. So for that reason, I really don't want to see another episode cancel for me. All right. So uh, at this point, my vote doesn't even matter because we already have uh, three cancels. But um, yeah, I'll say this. So I picked the show and I did pick the show because I remember watching a handful of episodes of it and enjoying it. With that in mind, watching this particular episode, it was not the show I quite remember. I think there's a lot of stuff that needed to be worked on. I think the there was a little bit of overacting at times. It was a little silly. There were some situations like we broke down. Definitely opportunities where they, did, they didn't do a good enough job establishing 
why he needed to leave the house and also why they wanted him back in the house. It just, it was like, it was kind of felt like going through the motions to get the story, you know, points out where they needed them. Um, so for me, this is going to be a cancel, but I would say to go back and taking what, you know, I know about the future aside and then going through IMDb and looking at it, it does look like the show has like a pickup and, I kind of like I watched it when it was live and I'm a little interested to go back and maybe try to watch another episode or two and see how that stacks up. But yeah, I think the first one, they just didn't quite find their footing yet. And the story just seemed a little rushed along. So it's going to be a cancel for me. So with all that in mind, I'm sorry to happy together. Only one out of five. So you're getting the, the cancel from us. Thank you to everybody who's listening. We'll catch you again next week. Again, go to S1E1Pod. Dot com. That's where you can find all the links where you can find our social medias, where to listen to us, um, rate, review, comment, all that stuff does a lot for us. We probably don't harp on it enough, but yeah, if you can leave a little review on Apple, that does um, that does wonders for the algorithm and helps other people find us. Kind of grow this thing that we got going on here. So if you can do that, um, that would mean a lot. But yeah, until then, we'll catch you next week with another new episode. So thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best plug, I guess. I don't know. Barf. I don't think we got the best anything. <laughs> <laughs>